Welcome back, dear listener, to the third part of uh, of our recording. This will be episode 98. This is the continuation of episode 97. Welcome back. Yeah, so I was in the uh, I was in the delivery room for all three children. Um, Shauna needed a couple of stitches after our first one. Okay. So they left me with the baby. I was literally left holding the baby. Uh, right after well, birth. Right after the birth. So, uh, well, they, they, they let mother and baby have a little bonding time. It's like, all right, let's take you away and stitch yep. you up. Let's get this all it, fixed up. And It's uh, it's dad's turn for some, some bonding time. So yep. I, uh, I held on to her and we... We cuddled, and she didn't do much. She just kind of lay there, mostly asleep most of the time. Um, she was a little bit tired after <laughs> fighting her way out. So, uh, but it was it was nice to hold her. That was very nice. Uh, yeah, so I was was in there for all of them because uh, I think it's expected now. Now, if I had not been in there, I would have been considered a bad husband. Yet, you know, previous generations, it's like, no, guys, you're you're not allowed in no. there. Get out. Go boil water. Yeah, go boil water. Do do anything. Smoke a and, cigarette and pace in the waiting rooms. And, and that was another thing. They always had cigarette ashtrays in the waiting rooms where the guys had chain smoke while uh, their, their uh, children yep. were being born. And that was before they put that little thing that's that the Surgeon General says this is dangerous yeah. to your health. Well, yeah, it is. I used to smoke myself, but I haven't for, my goodness, Simon, 40... 45 years. Okay. Well, very good then. It's not that I haven't had one or two, but I didn't inhale because I couldn't. Couldn't anymore. I'd hold it and have a beer and wave my hand around with a cigarette in between two fingers, in between the long bow fingers at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's a bad habit I never got into. Um, but I made up for it with the others, so... Well, I guess I'm one ahead of you. Could be. Well, cigarettes, they are expensive. I don't know, what are these, 7 $8 a pack? I I don't know. It's been a long time since I bought. My mother used to send me to the store back when I was a lad and too young to buy them for myself. She would send me to the store to buy her cigarettes. She didn't smoke much, but, but every so often she would send me up to the store to buy some for her. And because she was a local... Right, and they knew that you weren't and smoking. They so. knew that I wasn't smoking them. I was buying them for her. They would they would sell them to me. I'm sure that's like terrible. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to think these days. You know, everyone would be aghast at that, but that wasn't. It just didn't seem unusual back then. Oh no, I remember my uncles getting my dad. Everybody got an Easter basket. My my grandmother, my mom's mom. And they would have a carton of cigarettes in it. Camel straights. <laughs> but, you know, times have changed. You know, but that, that was also just a couple years after the Korean War. And what do the guys do? Artillery. They'd sit and smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Not the infantry guys at night if they're on the front line because then they'd give away their no, position. No, no. Yes. But, uh, you know, smoking... And war, it seemed to go together. Well, it, it, I mean, two. some of the the 
doctors back then, if you if you were the kind of person who got a lot of colds, they would actually recommend that you started smoking because smokers didn't get as many colds. Well, that's because they were working on lung cancer. Right. We understand now that there's, there's reasons for that. But um, So what you gain in fewer colds, you lose in eventual lung cancer. So, um, yeah, not, not a good mix. Uh, and my mother, when she was younger, she, she tells the story that she was very, very, very underweight. Um, I think, I can't remember if that was between myself and my brother or shortly after my brother was born. And the doctor recommended that she drink stout. Stout ale. Well, I've heard that too because, you know. <laughs> that, that was actual bona fide medical advice. Yep. <laughs> well, there you go. Drink brandy, which is what I'm doing now. <laughs> Well, I've almost finished. But, uh, yeah, brandies, they say it's good for you. I don't know why, but it's good little, uh, but you have to have good brandy. Son-in-law Dave turned me on to this brand. I never got into brandy. No? This no. is good stuff. I would offer it to you, but you're a pastor and you can't have it. That's true. Plus, and it's even more when for I could me have... and less for you. Well, and none for you. Yes, quite so. But, but even when I could have it, I didn't. I wasn't into that. But you, I put a slice of lime in there. Or, excuse me, uh, orange. Yeah, I see see some orange in there. So, yep. yeah, that's and, healthy. Vitamin C. Yeah, was, I approve. Uh, <laughs> it's made in Baribu, Wisconsin called Glyph, or Driftless Glen. Okay. I think that's what it's called. It's a fa real fancy bottle, but uh, turned me on to it. It's not cheap, but uh, nor cigarettes. No, no. So I have no idea how, how expensive those things were. I don't remember how much they were when my mother used to send me for them. Um. Yeah, once in a while when I get a coffee or I get a coffee for Lisa, a quick trip, I'll see like seven something, seven... 65 for the generic brand so i'm sure all the like marlboro and things like that they're probably pushing eight nine dollars a, a pack i remember when i was in college in 19 from 1971 to 1975 i smoked and it was like ten dollars for a carton wow so you get 200 well, even a lot of the fact that. that ten dollars was more money back then that it, still comparatively inexpensive mm. yeah 200 cigarettes for ten dollars now we'll just say it's ten dollars for a pack you know what is that that's that's a lot of money it certainly is and they wonder why they don't have any money some yeah. folks well, especially when you consider some people are multiple packs a day people. Oh, my gosh. I mean, wow. Oh, I used to be. Huh. Especially during exam time. Wow. In high school and college. When I was in high school, I went to a boarding high school, they had cigarette machines in the dormitories. <laughs> was there a legal age limit for cigarettes? I don't think there was. The Jesuits... You could not smoke if you were a freshman. So the guys would run and uh, 
they'd hide in the lilac bushes or they'd visit their older brothers or an older friend in the dormitory, older being like one year older, and they'd okay. get a cigarette from them in their rec room. I think you could even smoke in your dorm room. Probably. Well, I know the workplaces um, used to have, you know, you could smoke in the, uh, the break room in many workplaces. And it used to be, I worked with one person, you know, she was a lifelong smoker. She's like, yeah, we used to have ashtrays at our desk. We could smoke at our desk. I'm like, oh, dear Lord. Yeah. Oh, I remember at my grandfather's clothing store, used to have ashtrays strategically located throughout the store. And, you know, they were tall cylinders. And my job was to empty the ashtrays. Shine them up, empty them, and never thought a thing about it. In a clothing store, you know, everybody either was so used to that smell, they must have been used to it, just the smell of nicotine, because it was in cars, it was in hotel rooms, it was in restaurants. Right, and it people was would in smoke in cars store. with the windows closed and their kids in there. Right, right. Yeah. Secondhand smoke. But I don't know if, if I have enough. Oh, I remember my dad would smoke all the time. Not even have a car seat. We'd be running around, jumping around in the back seat, bouncing on the seats, and he'd be driving, you know. Yep, and there were no seatbelts in the back seats back oh, then. Oh, there were no seatbelts at all. Okay, well, I'm not that old. I, I remember I'm seatbelts in remember, the seatbelts. F- I'm really old. I'm, old, well, I'm pushing 70. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I didn't like to say, but. <laughs> Go ahead and say it, I don't care. But I, I remember no seat belts in the back seat. And uh, I do remember when... I'm old enough to remember when cars had manual chokes. Do you remember the high low beam off on the left? No, or, or it would be the right in England because you guys are all screwed up with your, uh, with your steering wheel on the right side of the car instead of the left side. You always drove on the wrong side of the street. That's another reason we left you guys. <laughs> well, they you didn't get it right. <laughs> there weren't cars when when you when the two countries separated. There could have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's... Stick now, chick- another thing about uh, British cars is we would have fog lights on the back. So not only would you have those the red brake lights, but you would have red fog lights, which were extra bright. Those Good things, idea. Those things were wickedly bright. And then fog, you'd put them on. Uh, some people would use them if somebody was behind you and they had their high beams on and were just trying to blind you. You, know, you would we, flash the fog lights. Yeah. And that was, it wasn't an official thing, but it was pretty much everybody understood. If somebody's flashing their fog, fog lights at you, you, you have your high beams on and should turn them down. What we used to do is uh, turn the lights on and off. There, you know, And that was the signal. The best signal is you turn your lights on and off if there was a speed trap. Right. But now with, with our car, we just have it set auto. The, the car goes on, the lights go on. Yeah. And good thing. And I, I think most cars are like that. Although uh, my Jeep, uh, you actually have to turn the lights on. There's no auto. You have to turn them on. Yeah, you have to remember to turn them off. Although it will beep at you if you forget to turn them off. 
if the lights are on there's not a and the key is not in the ignition it will obnoxiously beep at you yes so that's good but i'm old enough to remember when cars didn't obnoxiously beep at you i know and you get the out the next morning next morning you're yep uh, and then you'd have to uh, try to click 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 hope that you lived on a hill and you could try to bump start it oh yeah i i have not bump started a car in <coughs> years you know i still have jumper cables and i haven't used those for a long time but if yeah. i and, and they're in the van uh, which i call a uh, code grandpa's truck if i would take them out i know that i would need them so I just oh yes leave them there. yeah that's yeah. the way it is yeah i have jumper cables in the back of the jeep uh, i have a tow strap but for some reason it's not in the back of the jeep i should throw it in there not that i've ever needed it but <laughs> you never know when you have to pull somebody out of a ditch or i need to be pulled out of a ditch although true uh, i've got really good tires on there right now so it would uh, it would take some unusual circumstances to get me in the ditch but not impossible well, that's a good thing. This time of year, it would be really hard to go into a ditch unless you were not paying attention to what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, there's not a lot of sliding on ice or snow into the ditch at this time of year. Well, it'd have to rain really hard and you'd just yep. have, or be really foggy. Yep. And it does get foggy here, but not as foggy as it got back in England. Well, we're not near an ocean either. Well, there is that. Or a great lake. But it does get foggy here, and then um, you have to tell the kids on the school bus, don't sit any further back than the the rear axle. Yeah. Because... Uh, and how many third graders know what that is? Oh, they know. They, they know. Uh, and they'll ask why, and, and I'll say, well, because statistically, most accidents involving a school bus are rear-end collisions where a driver doesn't doesn't see a great big bright yellow school bus with lots of lights on it because right. those are easy to miss with a strobe light with a strobe light even <laughs> <Yeah>. yes um <laughs> driving carefully and they they go slamming into the back of those things and you know depending on how big the vehicle is that slams in the back they can take out a couple of rows of seats yeah uh so it's like yeah no Let's have four or five rows of seats between you and any idiots out there. <laughs> but now cars are turning into a lot of plastic. That's True. Better gas mileage. They weigh less. They. So yes, you're right, but they they still leave a a dent in oh, the back uh, yeah, of the school do. bus. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't they wouldn't take out as many rows, but they they do leave a dent, and so yeah, for the for the sake of the the children, it's like yeah, no, don't. Don't sit anywhere near the back. Because there's like five rows of seats behind the... The axle? The axle, yeah. The the rear axle on a school bus is like two-thirds of the way back. So that whole back end of the school bus... Yeah, uh, now that you mention it, it is. They are. Well, it's, it's to give them more maneuverability in town. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, but it does, it does bring some challenges because then you get what is known as tail swing so literally that back end can go oh, is it, what, what do they call it the again? technical term is tail swing okay so the back end can go up to three feet 
out. When you're turning, it will go three feet beyond onto the where sidewalk, it was, and which could be into a parked car, an oncoming car, a car that's trying to overtake you. You're always watching the back end of your bus to make sure there's not a vehicle there when you're turning, because if you do a if you do a gentle turn, the, the tail swings not as much. It, it'll still go out a foot or so. Yeah. But if you're doing a sharp ninety degree turn, that thing will swing out there, and will will take. We'll take out anything within three feet. <laughs> Are there I-beams underneath those buses? Yes. Well, yeah, they're, they're pretty sturdily made. Except if you hit in the middle. There must be an I-beam going across the back. There's too. a... No, I don't think there... I don't think there is. There is a metal bumper, so maybe that's the closest thing you'd have to an I-beam. Okay. But, but if you take that metal bumper out, then, yeah, you're just sliding through... You know, there's I-beams going back the length of the bus. Correct. Um, and I'm sure there's smaller uh, metal pieces to to give stability to the flooring, but there's no big I-beam. So there must not be any regulation on how many miles per gallon you get on a bus, since it has to be somewhat fortified to protect the children. That's a Good question. I have not heard that there is. I don't even know what miles per gallon we get on ours because ours are, ours are propane. Oh. Um, Maybe yeah, that I, was what the deal was, make them all propane. Uh, no, there's lots of gas and diesel and there's even some electric and then propane. So there's, there's a mix of fuels. Uh, across this country, there's, there's all kinds of different fuels. Um, I've... I've I drove a diesel a couple of times, but you know, with the exception of a literal handful of times driving a diesel, I've only driven propane. Uh, but they they behave nicely. They if you're on the highway, they don't have the a lot of. The bus behaves nicely. Well, when you're driving it, yes, it drives nicely. <laughs> so you don't have uh, fluid swishing around in the gas tank. I think most buses were diesel, because I, I believe most of them were diesel. Uh, or, or were most of them, most of them were maybe gasoline, and then they went diesel, and gasoline started getting more expensive. And, oh, I think they um, were they were just diesel because they were considered like a. Uh, they're like, basically like a straight truck. Like a semi, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're like a yeah, because you these days you need a class B commercial driver's license, a CDL, to, to drive a school bus. Well, yeah, they're long, and you're talking about... Well, you didn't used to. You used to be able to drive them with uh, what they called a chauffeur's license. Really? Which I never had, but some of the some of the drivers... Because I'm, I'm one of the young lads. I'm just a young buck, and I got all these older drivers. So would you consider yourself in England a young buck or a young lad? And there goes one of our wildlife, a big old Bunny. brown rabbit. Yes. With a um, white tail. I'd be more of a young lad. We, we don't tend to... Buck is, is, I think, more in this country. But, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm a young'un in our bus driving okay. area. And not the youngest, but I'm at the younger end. You're there. Yes, I'm at the younger end. Lots of, lots of formerly retired or retired people, formerly of all kinds of different uh, occupations. Well, you know what? Don't put my name in to be a bus driver. Oh, I think you'd be an awesome bus driver, I don't Bill. think I would be. <laughs> I would have little characters by the throat 
up oh, against the window. <laughs> that's frowned upon. That's frowned upon. And they that's have sure. videos in there. Yeah. So your your video. Uh, and that was what the Jesuits and would do to record, un- sound recording. Yep. The Jesuits would do that to unruly lads or students or cadets at Campion. In fact, yep. I think I mentioned this before. I remember one Jesuit grabbing a kid by his shirt, lifting him into the air against the wall and throwing three punches to his midsection and letting go. And he just dropped to the floor. Oh, wow. And everybody that witnessed it just uh, would behave for the rest of their camping career. Yeah. You know, that whole thing about, you know, you can't touch a student, throw that out the window when you go to a private school. (laughs) And, you know... I now, don't our, our, remember the kid's name, but he deserves it. He did deserve it because he was like that to everybody. Oh, funny. Now, the judo club, we would we would keep uh, law and order. For the, the 11 and under crowd, you could literally just pick them up by the lapels. Well, they aren't big. Small. No, they aren't very big. So I would pick them up by the lapels, bring them up so that I was you know, eye to eye with them and say, I really wish you'd behave yourself. And, you know, of course, their feet are like two feet off the ground right. at that point. Were like, they ah! kicking? <laughs> like yeah. you're swimming? Kind of, yeah. They're, 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 uh, they're a little bit nervous. They feel out of their element at that point. And, you know, <laughs> I would and be I would too. Just, I would just be really polite, pick them up. I, I really wish you'd be a little polite, a little bit better behaved, and put them down. And that would usually settle them for, uh, for the entire evening. Um, that was good. Then, when you're dealing with the, the teenagers, the 11 to 16 range, um, they get a little heavier. I could pick a few up, but some I couldn't. But you could still hold on to them uh, kind of commandingly and suggest that perhaps they settle down. And Got your point across. And behave. Uh, or uh, one guy, oh, he was just picking on people. Um, so one evening... We were fed up of it, and he wasn't taking the hint. So uh, we have what is called randori, which is the, the the when in the club you're you're just fighting, practicing your skills. You're not like going full speed like you would in a contest, but you're you're actually fighting the other person, trying to throw them or, or, or whatever. So during some of these randori sessions, uh, a bunch of us that were bigger than him just hammered him. Because you know, randori, you, normally you're not using your full strength or full speed. You're 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 practicing the the skill part of your technique. Right. Um, you do need strength as well, but mostly you're practicing your skill part, and that's easier to practice if the other person isn't going full speed on you either. So you both are going uh, a little slower than usual, not using your full strength, and then you can practice your skill. Well, we we just we just hammered him. <laughs> <laughs> Did you behave after that? He left. Oh well. <laughs> so I think maybe he came back the following week, but yeah, he was he was gone. He left fairly... after he got hammered, but then he came back the next week. Uh, I, I don't this? remember. This is this is a long time ago. So he okay. this would have been in the eleven to sixteen. I think he was close. He was closer to sixteen. Um, but you know, when I started judo, I got hammered, but not because anyone didn't like me, but because I was fourteen. And I was already. So I should have been in the eleven to sixteen, but I was already six foot tall. And so they said, "No, you're in. You're in with the big boys." 
And those guys, I mean, they were nice. I, I loved them. They were, they were really nice guys. But, you know, they're big, strong lads. And so I would... Uh, I'd get, they, they, once they realized that I wasn't a delicate flower, you know, of course, I, I had no judo skill when I started, but, well, I, but I wasn't. Told, I could have told a podcast that, that at the beginning you're not a delicate flower. Well, yeah. You're yeah. not a lupin by any means. No, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, loopy, but not lupin. Well, there you go. Yes. Uh, so, of course, I've been doing rugby before that. So, again, not a delicate flower. Uh, and they, they started not going gentle on me. And, yeah, it was like I was... Like I was mugged every single week. Well, it sounded like, <laughs> now take this for what you want, but it sounded like they really liked you and they wanted you to learn quickly. I, th- I think that's true. But it still looked, when I would get home, my mother would take one look at me and I'd have bruises and, you know, of course with the canvas jackets, you, you know, if you're practicing strangles and stuff, there'd be red marks all oh, around sure, my yeah. neck. I looked like I'd been beaten up. I've screen printed those, uh, what do they call them, dojo, those outfits, those jackets that you tie on yourself. And yeah. they are... They're called geese. They're so called for what? Gi, G-I, gi. Gi, okay. Those so gi. either a judo, judo gi or a karate gi. Well, this is out of karate club, and they are heavy canvas, especially around the collar. Yeah, and those are lightweight compared to the judo ones. Oh, they are? Yeah, because the, the karate clubs... You generally aren't pulling on, maybe occasionally, but you generally aren't grabbing hold of the other person's jacket. In judo, that's the whole point. You grab hold of the other person's jacket so that, you can, so that you can get leverage on them and throw them, yes. Okay. So they're, they're much thicker. <laughs> and you look for the, the weak point, like the ankle, to, to throw them on the ground or oh yeah there's all kinds of points where you want to break their balance ankles are a good one for ankle sweeps uh sometimes you'll prop against their knee you can't strike against the knee at least not in judo and other martial arts you can um or you'll uh, put your leg out in front of them and as you're twisting them you'll try to trip them or you'll so it's a lot uh, of tripping and off tripping balance. and throwing and, and yeah trying to get your opponent off balance and then um, to fall over part of you. So often, you know, there's hip throws where you'll put your hip in just below their hip and then pull them over your hip and then they'll, they'll just go flying to the floor. Kind of like James Bond. Uh, or Ilya Kiryakin from the man from Uncle. Um, yeah, the... Uh, a lot of movies use uh, people that are trained in martial arts. A lot of stuntmen... Uh, or, and ladies, uh, stunt people are trained in martial arts. Uh, a lot of uh, action stars these days, there's an increasing number of them that have previously done MMA, the mixed martial arts, um, because they're generally when you when you fight full contact martial arts, it toughens you up. Well, <laughs> and, and it gets and you so in shape. You're you're in shape. You're tough. You're resilient. And you do really well. Uh, you know, they say, oh, you need to do your own stunts. You're going to throw this person over your shoulder. <laughs> Got it. Bring them. <laughs> yeah, up, over they go. Uh, and, yeah. and the person being thrown also, if they've, you know, if they've studied martial arts, 
they know how to fall from that. So they're like, oh, yeah, yes. yeah, he's going to throw me over his shoulder. Fine, I got this. But, and also, <laughs> let's look at it. As, and, you know, when they're on the big screen, and we talked about photography earlier, what is a big screen? Is it like 20 feet by 16 feet? You don't want to look at somebody that sits around and plays video games all the time. You want somebody that's in shape. Oh, yeah. You don't look at yeah. that. You don't you, want to look at somebody that looks you like your me. action hero <laughs> to uh, to have a six-pack. Right, right. Yes, a knot of beer. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. yeah, you don't want to have the growler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The growler body. Yeah. I used to have a six-pack. Well, I guess it's still in there somewhere. It's just well, I'll have it's a six just pack some nights. Sometimes yeah. I only have three beers. Today no, I no, I mean, I mean, yeah, so very good. <laughs> well, Simon, this is a great, great night. I'm starting to get hungry. And I'm gonna have to go try some of that soup that Lisa made. You know, we we should make sure that you get fed because it would I would feel bad, well, slightly bad, maybe, if you were to maybe waste, if you were to waste away. Well, I tell you what, I. <laughs> I do my elliptical I mean, Just because there were orange segments in your brandy, that doesn't—that's not a uh, a full meal. No, it's, but it's, it's made of grapes, right? What brandy? Yeah. No, that's normally grain-oriented. Well, all right. Well, or I think it is. Brandy grapes. counts as a fortified wine. Maybe no, it does. I think it's a fortified wine. Yeah. Anyway, I, um, I have been on my elliptical machine and I've adjust my uh, workout. I do 20 minutes elliptical machine in the morning. 20 minutes at night, and then I decided I'm going to take just the regular squat, lift up into the air kettlebell. Do 20 of those in the morning okay. after, and then I do 20 minutes at night after my elliptical machine. I figure, you know what? I can sit in the pew at church and stand up and down and not have to push myself off. I feel pretty good about that because I see people 20 years younger than me grabbing a railing or oh, a pew yeah. in front of them and pulling themselves up like oh my god i gotta stand again you know what i can you do that to. without it so i feel pretty good about that excellent plus i can get on the floor and roll around with edwind and and that's the important thing yeah and wrestle with uh lily likes to wrestle too she likes to get on top of me and just slap her bottom on my stomach and, oh okay lily that stuff you're a little big for that Boom again, and then Theodore, we just wrestle. You know, it's like, all right, I'm gonna win this match, but there'll come a day where I won't. We'll see what happens with Joey Finn. <laughs> I am looking forward to, to meeting him. He looks like a cutie on his pictures. So. Well, I tell you what, it is. It. Somebody stopped me at church today. His name is Brian, and he said, "Tell me the truth now. Is it true?" And I, he says, "I have heard this, that." If you'd have to do it all over again, you'd have grandchildren before you'd have your children. I said, it is absolutely true. And it's great. Well, I'm going to have to believe you because I, I so don't So you have screwed any... up already. You got your children. Then you got to have the grandchildren. Well, but, but I have never yet met anyone who's done it the other way. That's true. Yeah. Like, apparently it never occurred to anybody. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, although with, with Peter being a late arrival, he's kind of like half child, half grandchild. Yeah, he, yeah, you kind of He's got fun. It there. I I like taking him on, on errands and things, and we'll we'll do things just because. Yeah, it seems like it seems like a good thing to do. So like the the big airplane up at Don Q. It's like ah, that's, 
let's go up to the airplane and because he loves that he wants to go oh, yeah. sit in the pilot seat and he's running up and down and flicking all the switches in the cockpit area he doesn't do it's, anything no no it doesn't do a thing but but he's he's having fun well yeah and you know what i think i did that for most, most of my kids too yeah yeah that airplane's and been there a while nieces and nephews you know when i had them around you know, living in a community... But it's fun to just do that because we can. Right, right. So I, I guess it's kind of like half... So he's like half child, half grandchild. But it also brings out the things that you wish you would have done when you were a kid. Yeah. Or you're exposed to all these things and say, well, why didn't my dad or grandfather do that for me? Well, because they weren't exposed to it and they didn't realize what was going on. But, but what my parents and my grandparents were familiar with they did to us and it was a whole different thing than what's happening now maybe we just cherish running up and down the the bluffs of uh governor dodge and you know running into the lake and you yeah get your i like pants i like so taking what? peter for walks uh and what we'll go to the airplane if i'm running errands oh come on we'll, we'll go in all the stores uh, he likes going to the hardware store because uh, they have popcorn. <laughs> yes, yes, so, they do. And, you know, every he's, he's such an adorable little fellow. Everyone's so so happy to see him. And but you know how many kids are missing out on all these little things, these little adventures that happen in a small town? Like, look at this neighborhood we live in. Last summer when Lily and Theodore were here, it was raining. Oh, Theodore, go out and run in the rain. Let's take your shit off. Just go around. We don't care. And he's running around and squealing and having a great time. I want to do that with Edwin. I want to do that with, with Joey. You know, just, yeah, go run. Who cares? You're not going to get hurt. But if there's thunder and lightning, well, you're in the house. But just a gentle rain. Oh, go yeah. have fun. Run. We don't care. Yep. Oh, well, growing up in England, I played in the rain. <laughs> Well, yeah, you had... especially if I'm, you know, off cycling on the other side of town, or I'm walking to the library and I'm on the way back and it rained. It's like, well, yeah, I'm gonna get wet by the time I'm home, but I don't have any choice. Well, yeah, you're not gonna get dirty. Well, true. Well, yeah. unless you get in the mud. And I would usually take a plastic bag to to put the books in, so the books you would stay dry. You know, plastic bags are not a toy. I, I know that, but I would. <laughs> Isn't I would take... that bizarre? Yeah. They have to label every plastic oh. bag. This is not a toy. Don't put it over your head. Okay. Yeah, I'd, you know, hopefully that saved somebody, but you'd think most people would be smart enough to think that that was a bad idea. Most. You said the word most. Most, yeah. So yeah, there's a degree of error. So, well, certainly I, I hope that nobody these days is dying of putting plastic bags over their head, but oh. it does make you wonder why they, they still think they need to tell people well, that. Well, it's just like, one of my favorite lawn games is lawn darts. You know, oh, you know, yeah, those, with, those with were... With the spike on the end of it, now they have the thing that bounces around. It's like, why did you have to, why did people have to throw it in the air and come down and hit somebody in the head or somewhere else where they end up in the hospital, they end up dead? Well, you know, use your head. But not as the target. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that probably is a good place to stop. There. I think we should. So, we do you want to. Uh, Folks, want it's to... been great. I enjoy having my Christmas list, getting one person longer, and that'll give Lisa something to do. Look 
over and over and over the internet well what are we gonna get Joey and she'll say this that or the other thing and I'll say perfect and it'll make her happy make everybody happy but Kelsey and Dave said no big toys they don't have room for it because they have mm. too many things of their own so pastor it's been a pleasure and it has. this afternoon it's gone to the evening so folks have a pleasant evening and we are signing off thank you for listening <laughs>